2: Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that might be a bit of a dragon nerd, it's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most weekends or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Danny White. (laughs) I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and look how close his butt is to his head, it's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen.
3: I forgot. Uh-huh. I forgot that line. <laughs> yeah.
2: Each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our mind. And please welcome our guest this week. She's the true inventor of chaos magic. It's Danae Hugh. <laughs> Danae is, of course. The one and only host emeritus of Sift Pop. And uh, she is welcome back anytime she wants. And so she is back to discuss uh, Rhea and the Last Dragon and WandaVision with us. Now, if you have joined us in the Sift Pop family uh, within the last, what did we decide? A little over two and a half years. Um, You may not have heard Danae on the show before. It has been that long since she's been on. Um, But if you're wondering kind of what's going on in her life and stuff, we did talk about that in our members only Uh, show Mm -hmm. this week so all of our SIF pop members will be able to check that out but certainly danae you're welcome here on the the show proper to talk a little bit too how have you been how have things been happening for you
3: i have been good thank you for asking (laughs) (laughs) super professional (laughs) I'm, i'm i'm good i'm really good i'm excited to be back i was actually talking with someone recently who said that the first time that they heard me on any kind of a show was on Sif Pop oh. as a guest. And I thought, that's so interesting because it was after I wasn't doing the show. And then I was doing Then I came back as a guest on my own old show. And that's the first time that they heard my voice.
4: <laughs> so here we
3: are doing it again. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I've worked with Aaron for a long time. And um, Andrew has been an incredible addition to the show uh and but i'm excited to be back and hang out with you guys
2: well we are especially
3: especially because i like what we're talking about today
2: (laughs) (laughs) that is the magic recipe right like if Danae's going to be on the show it can't be torture for her to have to watch what we're talking about and i think we even put a list quote unquote together today that danae could somewhat get on board with uh at least have oh, some, the best ever challenge yes the bec yeah. this week so because mm-hmm. one of the, you may not know this uh one of the reasons danae stepped away from sif was having to make lists she absolutely hates hate making lists
3: ranking things is the worst but we'll get to that
1: oh <laughs> uh, it's what aaron and i live for yeah,
2: yeah there's a little bit it just depends on what you know what kind of uh you know dna you got in you you know sometimes there's that list making thing that bug that you just want to like rank all the things and andrew and i are definitely on that side so it works works out nice but uh
3: yeah yeah. i didn't realize how many people love ranking things until i until i expressed how much i hated it and then i think (laughs) i am the only i think i'm one of the only ones that genuinely I just don't enjoy it. I don't remember what I watched. I don't remember what order it was. And when we get to the BEC, they're not in order at all. They're just, <laughs> I couldn't it. I gave do you it. permission, though. In the, in,
2: in the pre email, I gave you, yes. I said, listen, just think Think of some you love and you can just talk about ones you love and you don't have to put them in order. Like it'll be okay. We will survive. You
3: just have to talk.
2: That's you just have to talk. That's the only
3: part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. Uh, it is going to be a fun show. In addition to the BEC, which, by the way, is a, a big category, and it's one certainly many people have talked about, but the uh, the best ever Disney animated films uh, we're going to do. in Tall order. It is a very tall order. We talked about narrowing it down um, to possibly computer-generated Best Disney, but there's really only, like, 11 of those, and so it's, you know... Um, So I thought about after a certain year, you know, maybe like after that run of like lying and then I was like, no, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just do best Disney animated. So we're going to do that. Uh, We've also got Raya and the Last Dragon, speaking of Disney animated films that we're going to be talking about and WandaVision. We're doing a TV season uh, review today. Mm I'm going to review the entire season of WandaVision
1: So it's a very Disney episode.
2: Uh, Yes, it is a very Disney episode. I will say this right off the bat, and I haven't actually talked to you guys about this, Andrew and Danae. um, I'm thinking full spoiler on the episode. I just, I don't know how we do that. I'm I'm willing to change if you guys feel strongly about it and do like a SIF spoil on it, but I kind of feel like it feels better on a TV show, you know, just to kind of talk about the whole season of the TV show. Because when you get into spoilers, you're like, well, so everything... You know, pre episode one, we can't talk, you know, like, so it gets a little weird. What are you guys' thoughts on that?
1: I'm down to clown.
2: <laughs> Tanae?
3: Uh Yeah, sure.
2: All right. So we'll just give, we'll give another warning when we go into WandaVision that if you have not seen it and you don't want to be spoiled, um, you know, maybe we can give some pre spoiler thoughts, just, you know, really brief pre spoiler, you know, loved it, liked it, that kind of stuff. And then we'll just, we'll have to go into spoilers to really kind of talk about it. So. So yeah, so that's what's on store for today, and of course our buried treasure at the end, uh, as per usual. Uh, you guys ready? Ready to get into this? Let's do it. All right, let's talk a little bit. <laughs> what's
3: that voice. Let's do it. Let's like do it, 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 was like, it was a little
2: bit of an Arnold do it. Let's do it, man. Let's Come talk. On. I'm so happy. I'm so happy.
1: It is, it is
2: so good to have you back, Danae. It is. Oh, it is thank just you. no. I'm not even kidding. This is not a <laughs> joke. Uh, it is absolutely a blast to have you back. Let's get into it with some talk on Raya and the Last Dragon.
3: That's what? like Aaron's nice way of saying it's so nice to have you back and have everything go not according to plan.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Let's catch you up. My name is Raya. Our lands
3: have been at war for as long as we can remember. Our people never see eye to eye.
1: My daughter, I believe our people can come together again. But someone has to take the first step.
2: Now, in order to restore peace,
3: we must find the last dragon.
1: I wish to join this fellowship of butt kickery.
3: Let's go.
4: (laughs) We'll have to watch our backs. We're not the only
3: ones looking.
2: Long ago in the fantasy world of Kumandra, humans and dragons lived together in harmony. However, when sinister monsters known as the Druun threatened the land, the dragons sacrificed themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, those same monsters have returned, and it's up to a lone warrior to track down the last dragon and stop the Druun for good. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon is in theaters now and available on Disney+. Uh, it is carrying on the tradition of many... Uh, computer-generated Disney movies, and uh, the team behind Moana. A lot of the team behind Moana brings us this one. Uh, quite a good cast hanging out in this one with us. What did you guys think? We'll start with you, Andrew. Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay?
1: Uh, a solid. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love this. It's just something special.
2: Danae liked it, loved it, <laughs> disliked it, hated it, or it was just okay.
3: I think I li- I loved it.
2: <laughs> so, are you sure? Are the, you sure you did? <laughs> that sounds to me like a high side of liked it, like or a low I, side of loved it.
3: I can't tell. I think I might have liked it. I I definitely liked. I definitely like it. I don't know that I loved it. But right. It's, it's so close. So yeah. maybe you know after we have really liked a relationship it? for a while. You know, maybe the love, the love will grow. Who mm-hmm. knows? Yeah. Okay. 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 Can I tell you something really quick before we move on? <laughs> of course.
2: It's your show. It's your show. <laughs> yeah. You're struggling to ignore the video, the visual. I totally get it. You know, so
3: it's just reminding me about everything. I think part of it is this is the first time, like I had my sin brain full on going. And for my job, I look for things to point out that are happening that, uh, are troublesome, bothersome, questionable, Mm -hmm. obvious things, jokey things. And so I found that there were some of that stuff happening that is hard for me to ignore. Um, And so, yeah. But I I think now that I'm watching this trailer again, I, I think the answer is I loved it. Also, her <laughs> outfits just on point. I loved it so much. Mm, yeah. uh,
2: I will before we get into kind of our specifics. I will say uh, I fully loved this movie as well. I don't know that that's a surprise. Disney has my number. Um, you know this this new generation of computer animated Disney films are uh, so close to the Pixar formula that they just they're just so beautiful and emotional and thematic and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I I loved this as well. Um so it sounds like we all loved it slash liked it. so that's good news. And uh I loved it. Uh, Danae, why don't you why don't you start us off? What is uh what are some of the things that you really loved about it? Um
3: well I, I know we're also trying to be very careful with spoilers. So I'm gonna Correct. try to do my very, very best to tell you that what I think I loved about this is the same thing that I'm going to, I think I'm going to reference a lot whenever we go into our best ever challenge leader, mm-hmm. which is seeing Disney change up their format as to what the bad guy is, you know, or mm-hmm. what the love is. It just seemed to do something in this movie um, where the hero, the villain, the big bad Is something that they're going up against in a story that's, I really enjoyed how they did that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's an important message. So I think those who watch it and maybe are attracted to that uh, are going to have that feel-good feeling at the end that's not the textbook Disney feel-good feeling of oh, they're in love, blah, 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 you know, the bad guy has been defeated and everything is great. It's like, there's, it's more complex than that. I think mm-hmm. it's honoring the complexity of uh, humans and emotion and problem solving and all that stuff. I just thought, I thought it was really well done. Um, That was one of the good things. Do you mean just keep going? No, no, no you- you're
2: absolutely, no, let's, let's bounce off it a little bit because it's almost, that is for me, a pro and a con of this movie. A little bit of both is how, how, um, there is an element that is different, like you talk about, as per the, the typical Disney romance or Disney villain or those kind of things. But it's also very much the same as so many Disney movies that have come before it in how it's presented, how the, what the narration does, like, you know, there's, I mentioned it's from the Moana people. There is so much Moana here, you know, right down to the fact that Alan Tudyk voices the sidekick character. Like, you know, it is just like right down the line. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's Yeah. I say, I say voices. That's probably a, an interesting way to say that. Um, but yeah, so there is a lot of, of sameness here too, but I just, I love that sameness so much that it doesn't bother me uh and so i come away from it you know not that's the really the only negative i i would think of is is just that we've seen some of this stuff before but you're absolutely right we haven't seen some of this stuff before too and that's Mm -hmm. that uh that is a nice fresh thing from a disney film andrew what are some of your thoughts
1: uh i love the world that this movie has created uh it's uh comandra is just a fascinating place not to not so dissimilar from earth that you can't really uh make uh uh acquaint like uh references and stuff like that to where you'd be like oh i could see this being you know something that we would go through mm-hmm. if you know these dragons and other mystical creatures were a part of our world you can still kind of find enough similarities between, you know, uh, warring tribes or, you know, uh, cultural, uh, similarities. Uh, I think that besides that, I love Rhea. I think she might be like one of my new favorite Disney characters, period. Mm -hmm. I think she is so cool. She is confident. She's never once really a damsel in in distress. From the beginning of this movie, she's learning how to kick butt, take names, and is just so fun to watch her character be this awesome heroine and yet still grow as a person as the movie goes on. So she is very much not the... uh, The Like I said, the damsel in distress. If anything, she feels like the uh, protector. Like, she feels like she has to protect everybody, which uh, is so awesome. So she is probably, uh, yeah, I could honestly say she's my favorite person in this entire movie.
2: I I love her as well. And I I get real vibes of kind of the first time I watched uh, the new series of Star Wars movies. Uh, And... Daisy Ridley is doing her thing like I get I get real, you know, which is interesting considering Kelly Marie Tran voices uh, Raya. So, Raya, so you know, obviously from the Star Wars uh, universe as well. Um, and I just there's something uh, about it that I love. And I was talking on a show recently. Sometimes my shows all jumble together about how much I love the just how female this movie is just how straight up female it is and how cool that is that it's it doesn't bring attention to it necessarily it's not even really a part of the plot at all it's just that the main characters are females because there's a lot of females in the world and like you know we're just not uh, used <laughs> you know we're just not used to that uh, we're getting more used to it and i love it i just i it was um, it was fun for me to watch something go that's not me but I'm identifying with it still and you know it's uh it's an opportunity I am I'm very excited to have more and more often as somebody who has grown up his entire life seeing himself on screen and in movies and playing the roles and um yeah, that representation is is really cool. So yeah. Uh what else do you guys want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the cast a little bit? Because I mentioned Kelly Marie Tran. You've also got Aquafina Sisu, who I think is so oh, much oh, fun. Can we talk about yes, that? Yeah, go ahead.
3: Okay. Because I did not know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. I would I would say that this lead dragon character gives me genie vibes, and I love it. I loved it. Yeah. Like it was just this sort of unexpected explosion of chaos and um, silliness, and it was, like, the right amount. I didn't expect the dragon to be, I guess, a comedy character in that way. Of course, having moments of diversity, there was a lot of, like... There was a lot of range of emotion going on, but there was just this youthfulness. Because, you know, like the picture of the uh, the movie, it has this sort of shadowy dragon figure in the back. It's like smoky and mysterious. And so you don't quite know. And then like her, Rhea has this conical hat on, you know, and she's like shrouded in mystery. It looks very serious. But then the character shows up and it's just a freaking delight. It was so much fun to watch. Um, there was a lot of the comedy in this too. Like even the way that the characters talk to each other, that was really modern. So, and I thought that was well done as well because this movie very much gives me, and it was mentioned in the chat from Phil, like a little avatar, the airbender vibe. I got like Dungeons and Dragons vibes. So crazy watching Mm -hmm. this. Um, and oftentimes like the verbiage or like the, how, how the characters would speak to each other would maybe be more medieval. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is very modern. And I I actually in, I enjoyed that. There was, it's enough that it's going to connect to audiences now while having that, you know, what is it called? One of like the, the dystopian style feel. Mm-hmm. So
2: no but, i and i think and the Sisu was fun yeah Sisu is great and represents something about what's going on here in this movie with the visuals speaking of the visuals those who are listening on an audio podcast this is what it's like to uh do a podcast with danae while we are talking she is chatting in the chat people are mentioning <laughs> dvds behind andrew's head in his visual <laughs> shot uh, and then Andrew, while Danae is talking, is going and changing those DVDs so they are in the proper <laughs> order. Like there is a whole world going on behind the scenes because Danae has joined us today, I am, and I just I did, am
3: chaos. I did I'm not.
2: Chaos. You are chaos magic. I said it. I mean it. Like you are both chaos and magic, and we love you for it. Uh, but uh, but I did not want to leave the podcast audience out of that amazingness uh, that just happened here live on the show. Uh, that it's was a lot of fun.
1: incentive to go and watch the video. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's you know. right. Uh, yeah. But yes, I, that is one thing I really loved about this and all the other Disney movies is just how beautiful they are. Like, it is just so gorgeous to watch these movies. And this one specifically with all the colors and, you know, there are moments, and I guess we'll talk about them more specifically when we do the SIF spoil, because we will do a SIF spoil uh, on this for you that, that will show up in your, your feed as well, because there are some things I want to talk about. But there are moments in this that I don't want to give away that are visualized and envisioned so beautifully and then executed so perfectly uh, that it just, it kind of blew my mind. I just, I'm really impressed with the artistic uh, aspect of what Disney is doing in this movie. Um, I think it's absolutely gorgeous, so. Uh,
1: Is it a spoiler? I guess it's going to be whether or not I say it is. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no songs, like no musical numbers. Right, yeah, yeah. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I was waiting for. I'm like, and but about halfway through the movie, I, it hit me. I'm like, oh, we're not doing that. No, it's not a musical. If, if yeah, at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. The score is beautiful, it really. You know? is, yeah. And when it wants to amp up, it does. Like, uh, there's some there's some fight scenes with uh, Raya that are really well choreographed. I know you can choreograph anything in an animated movie but it didn't seem you know ridiculous in any sense of the way oh yeah i agree scenes were like very visceral and like you could feel hatred and pain in all of her fight scenes uh that really came across uh yeah wow man i love i love raya she is so awesome!
3: You know, you're not wrong. It, there was there was an ability, and you know, because this is animated, we could really get some interesting angles during mm-hmm. these fight scenes yeah, that are sure. likely impossible uh, in like a live action situation. Um, it felt like a stunt choreographed fighting, and it was really neat to see that. There was a couple times I was like, "That was awesome!" I was really excited to see that. But I, I it's also interesting to see straight up people just. Trying to kill each other in a disney movie and we've seen it in beauty and beast you know like gaston yeah. you know shoots the beast and mm-hmm. no oh i'm sorry are we not song. giving spoilers for that movie sorry <laughs> yeah
1: gosh today it's like a what a 30 year old movie now
3: oh no what have I come done? on
1: get your head um, in the game
3: so but there there is a there is that element of danger in this one uh i mean really cool mm. weapons too and you've got sort of like an indiana jones uh situation a couple times and Um, Yeah, the universe is really interesting in this one.
2: Yeah, there's a lot. I think it's it's already been mentioned, certainly in the chat. And I think we even mentioned it, too. But there's a lot of The Last Airbender here as well. You know, very uh, feeling, very tribal feeling and how the tribes are different and how Mm -hmm. they have different personalities. And I always find that uh, and the way it's incorporated into this movie, I find I found really compelling and interesting to watch. Um, yeah, I, I we haven't mentioned Jima uh, Chan who plays Damari. She's incredible in this. Uh, Sandra O oh, uh, also giving a voice to this and Daniel Day Kim uh, coming in as Chief Benja uh, as well. And I think uh, just across the board just and, yeah. some amazing performances.
1: And don't forget not Betty White. And, <laughs> gotta forget you, you saw that whole thing online. The people, people thought people it was thinking. Betty White. That people thought uh, is it Lucille Sung who was the uh, mm-hmm. the one chieftain? Everybody okay. thought it was Betty White yeah. voicing her. I can hear uh, that.
2: I can I can totally hear that now that you mentioned it. I mention thought it, it yeah.
1: was until I looked it up. I'm like, oh, it's not Betty White. I missed yeah. that. Movie. I couldn't imagine in
2: this era that that would have been Betty White. Like I, I you know, there's it's they really did an incredible job cast, uh, casting uh, all Southeast Asian uh, actors in this. And, and Alan Tudyk. Yeah, in Alan Tudyk as as Tuk Tuk, uh, so as the sidekick. Um, I was.
3: I have to tell you guys too before we go on to the things we didn't like. I know you you have your own system here, but like, I was prepared to not like this movie. I was hmm. kind of setting myself up to go. I don't really have high expectations here. I don't know. I just thought that maybe I wouldn't enjoy it. Um, and the beginning of the movie, the spoiler free has such a similar vibe to other material that they've created. I was like, if this is just gonna be the same movie repeated, I'm really not gonna enjoy myself. Um, but pretty quickly it began to have its own identity and mm-hmm. then uh, it kind of sucked me in yeah. so
2: I was I was going to say uh, you know we're still kind of on the the positives. The main thing for me is always going to be theme and message, right? Like if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know, if it hits me in the heart, I'm going to love it. And this is a movie about one of the things closest to my heart, which is the idea of unity, the idea (laughs) of what it means to uh, not treat each other as enemies, but treat each other as fellow human beings. That is like the central, obvious, amazing message in this movie. And it's presented in such a beautiful way. And uh, Danae and I were uh, privileged enough to w- watch this together. And uh, at the end, I just, I was bawling and I just, I just said, <laughs> unity <laughs> makes me cry. <laughs> it's just true. Unity makes unity me cry. It gets so. me right
3: to the field. I'm like, are you, are you crying?
2: Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, I am definitely crying. I did crying. feel
3: myself wanting to cry one time and I'm trying to remember what, part maybe I'll remember by spoilers oh,
2: I will tell you uh watching it the second time I, d- I have seen this twice now uh watching it the second time I was even more emotional knowing how the whole story plays out and how everything goes like there were times uh, earlier on in the movie where I started to well up a little bit just understanding more of the story so um yeah I found all that stuff really good really compelling and it worked for me and so yeah that's one of the main reasons I do love it um do do you guys have any other uh negatives that you want to mention or anything
1: i got i got two negatives okay um i I guess one of them really isn't a negative i'll let you guys decide i think that this movie is very much a paint by numbers movie like i uh, i could predict everything that was going to happen in the movie nothing came to me as a shock like i was like and then this person's going to do this and then this person's going to do that and I was right every single time. But I, that's not taking away from the message or the beauty of the movie sure. in any way. It's just saying that there were no surprises for me. Um, but I do think that what I would say is a real con in this movie is I think that there are too many side characters. I think that they kept picking up side characters along the way that could have been you know, combined into just one solid you know, side character that I could have gone like, okay, yeah, you're the one that's going to be going along with everything, but they just kept chopping up that into a little group of guardians of the galaxy, you know, squad. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. And there's obviously, there's obviously a purpose for that, right? Like, and we, we can go more into that in, in spoilers, but there's, you know, there's obviously a reason for it, but that doesn't mean it's uh, still
1: representation sort of thing. Yeah. It just, I didn't see it much. Right. That doesn't
2: that doesn't mean it has to work for you, even if it's intentional. Yeah, Um, yeah, I I totally get that. Uh, What was your other uh, negative that you wanted to mention, Andrew? Oh, that I
1: thought thought it was paint by numbers. Oh, paint by
2: numbers. That's right. The only thing I would mention um, that I, you know, here I'll give you a little behind the scenes. Uh, If we are unable. To have a voice on our podcast that is kind of representative of like the culture and those kind of things behind a movie, I try to do my best to go read reviews from, in this case, uh, South, you know Southeast Asian culture, you know mm-hmm. uh, Vietnam, Philippines, you know just kind of that area that this is based on, so that I can at least be educated on you know somebody who sees themselves feels represented in this movie, kind of how they felt about it, and for the most part, people that the reviews I read seem to enjoy it. The one thing that they mention and I will pass on and again I'm not passing this on for me because it's not my story to tell, but I will tell you there is an element of this movie that they found exciting because of all the things they knew, the foods, the clothing, the you know, the culture. Like the movie does a great job with actual Southeast Asian culture but that it doesn't necessarily do a great job making it feel like these are actual Southeast Asian characters, like the stuff where you see, oh, my family was like that, or, you know, we would do like that kind of stuff where you see yourself in a broader level. Uh, there was some concern that was more just like, Hey, let's throw in this food here and let's throw in this kind of, you know, clothing here and, you know, kind of put the pieces mm-hmm. in there without really getting the, the complete feel. Now, when, when I heard that talked about in reviews, it was very, it seemed to me to be very much a minor, Uh, you know kind of complaint, uh if you want to call it that but I did want to pass that on um, Because it was something I found compelling and interesting and and wanted to you know try to do that So that was the only other thing possibly in the negative category that I could pass on
3: I found like the main negative thing for me And I think it's a, a little bit in opposition to what andrew said, but I wonder if You know andrew when you're talking about there being too many side characters for me They spent too much time world building and I think it was a like a little bit unnecessary how much time they spent world building in this one. Be, it, and I wondered multiple times if this was a situation where they're trying to do world expansion at some point. Like maybe a, a, they're probably going to do more, more movies, right? The, there's no way that kids leaving the theater are going to not want to go back to this universe by the end of the movie with all of the things coming together and all the characters and all the merchandise that they can sell. Uh, there's just no way they're not going to do something extra. And right. so I found myself thinking that this movie was doing an introduction to a world almost more than it was doing a story, if that made sense. And I would have mm-hmm. rather spent more time with the characters than explanations about where we are in their world. Like, we see the maps multiple times. We see the explanation at the beginning about what's going on, and then it's mentioned multiple times throughout. And that's okay, It's it, especially when you're dealing with introducing new names, new continents, uh, everything is a different name. And, and if you've ever watched any movie that's based in sci-fi or fantasy where every word is kind of created, you do need to have exposure to that so that it sinks into you and you can kind of like go along for the ride. So it's either like you, you do have to spend some time, but I thought I just spent a little bit too, too much time. It, it almost it, It's almost like they treated it like we wouldn't understand unless they really hit it over the head. Um, that was kind of my feel and that yeah. was one of my biggest negatives I, I think.
2: I, there is an element uh, with any movie especially one that wants to appeal to children as well where it can feel like it's over explaining things or not trusting the audience but one thing I try to remember is I'm not technically the audience they're not tru- like they're not technically. they're not trusting children who probably aren't trustworthy in yeah, that way like I they see, aren't picking think, up some of that stuff but isn't but.
1: that the message of the movie
3: <laughs> <laughs> i think a kid would be like okay so there's you know some people that are in the winter time and some mm-hmm. people that are over here like i don't think that they would need to understand it multiple times i think they would just accept yeah, it you might be right yeah there might be a little know. bit
2: too much of that uh here it, sure. it to
3: me seemed like a really great start to a campaign or something like it it had a mm-hmm. lot of it was the it was the beginning of an adventure um and also the end of one in a, in, a, in a unique way so but it's it's a very slight negative i just i wish they would have spent more time in the world rather than explaining the world
2: to yeah me. the world the world building here is uh it's it's immense on a level that we're not used to seeing uh even in something like moana there's world building that goes on there, but it doesn't feel so encyclopedic. There's something very encyclopedic right. about the world building they're doing here, where like, here are the tribes and here's what they mean. And so that makes for a lot of exposition. And yeah, um, and yeah, I, think, yeah. I think you can feel it at times.
3: <gasps> Maybe it was because there wasn't any music. <laughs> but I was like, "Wait, there's you know too what? much talking no. about maps." <laughs> o-
2: honestly, honestly, musicals do use the songs for a lot of exposition, and that's oh, that's, that's what true. they are. That's and true. so, you know, there there is you know possibly that yeah. that element of them missing. Uh, final thoughts, recommendations? What do you guys think?
1: No post credit scene. <laughs>
2: that's true. <laughs> Although it's a very beautiful credits uh, stuff going on. Yeah, nice song. And some colorful. some pretty stuff. Danae, final thoughts? Recommend?
3: Definitely recommend it. I'm um, trying to figure out if it's some like when to introduce it to my child. Um, I There's like the some, message. The,
2: the drune stuff can be pretty intense, uh, especially, yeah. you know, the, the first um, couple times yeah. we interact with a Drone. Uh, the bad
3: guy in this is, is a formless void shape, magical thing that kind of splits and, 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 and like wiggles. And I don't know. It's very, uh, it had a very Marvel vibe to it in a way, yeah. you know, um,
2: it's very early exposition, so I don't feel bad saying, but yes, the, the creature turns people to stone and when it turns people to stone, it divides. So there's kind of a cell division aspect to it that every time it, it captures a person, it becomes two more. I of literally
3: did not catch that. <laughs> <laughs> really? in all yeah.
2: the exposition that the movie did. <laughs>
3: I mean, I got that vibe. I got that. I got that yeah. out of it. But I didn't. I saw them split. Yeah, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah.
2: So something about turning people into stone gives it the energy to divide itself into two two complete creatures kind of thing.
3: But so. I don't I don't think that there was any that's a very nebulous bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um so I think I would recommend it. I think I would recommend it to just about anybody who thinks that they can enjoy a Disney film because this definitely hits on a lot of that. Uh I don't know how young to go on it. Um, we might watch it in segments and see. But you know what's intense for little ones is is people fighting. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people fighting in this.
2: There is. It's so one of the points of the movie. Yep. It,
3: I think I would have to pause a bit and kind of interject that they're having big emotions and let's see how they work it out, which in this case involves swords. So also possibly just wait for a (laughs) (laughs) four-year-old.
2: It's a big recommend for me. I loved it. Uh, That shouldn't be a surprise. Um, It is currently available on Disney plus for a $30 premium access fee. Boy, is it interesting to see how each of these streamers are, are treating stuff? You know, like my immediate question is why was soul completely free but Raya is the premium access, you know, like what, oh, how do they decide that? How are, you know, I think they're experimenting. I think they're trying to figure out what the, the best financial way to approach their properties uh, are. But anyways, it is premium access. That premium access will get you the film for eternity because eventually it will be on Disney plus proper. Um, or you can go see it in the theater or wait for it to pop up on Disney plus uh, regularly. So that is how you would find it. Um, all right, guys, let's, let's stay right on Disney plus let's move over to WandaVision.
3: What are we looking at here? Is it an alternate reality, time travel? It's a sitcom. Starring
1: two Avengers?
3: It's a working theory. Well, I know the apron is
4: a bit much, dear, but I am doing my best to blend in.
3: Hello, dear. Hiya, kid. Hiya, kiddos. Life moves pretty fast out in the suburbs.
4: I think something's wrong here.
3: <laughs> Should we just take it from
0: the top?
4: Why not? Why? I don't know how any of this started.
0: What is outside of Westfield?
2: Living idealized suburban lives, superpowered beings Wanda and Vision began to suspect that everything is not as it seems. Uh, nine episodes of WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and we are now through all nine of them. Um, let's talk about it a little bit. Obviously you've got the MCU making its way to television because of the things that have happened with the MCU. Um, this was not originally scheduled to be the first, uh, video on the MCU. Uh, this was, (laughs) this was, uh, intended to come after Falcon and the Winter Soldier after some movies. Uh, those kind of things. But now it is here and is introducing us to what's going on with WandaVision uh, and with uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda and Paul Bettany as Vision. And we are now joined by my brother hanging out with us as well. Uh, Drew coming on to talk a little WandaVision uh, with uh, Danae and Andrew. So we've got Andrew and Drew. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew and Drew. Now that we're talking to uh, What did you guys think? Uh, Danae, we'll start with you. Liked okay. it, loved it, disliked it, hated it, or it was just okay?
3: I think I loved it. Nice. Yeah, I think, I think overall I loved it. I, it went places I didn't think it was going to go. And so I found myself after the finale um, wishing that it had involved some of my ideas because clearly I would have done a better job. <laughs> in some ways. So that personal letdown was a little bit to get over. But once I really let it just kind of absorb and thought about what they're doing, not only with this as a standalone thing to watch, but also tying it into the movie that's coming out with Dr. Strange into the multiverse, I think. Mm-hmm.
2: Is that right? Yeah. Yes.
3: So um,
2: in Spider-Man, this, I think is they'll both be kind of playing into it. Yeah.
3: This experiment that they're doing to me, is a success. Um, I think it's a really interesting concept. I think they did a really great job of showing a lot of the elements of two characters that we would not have had a chance to really get to know if not for this format. And personally, I really enjoy these characters, and so I like to see more of them. So for all of those reasons, personally, I really enjoyed it, and I would recommend it.
2: Uh, Andrew, what do you think? Liked it, loved it, disliked it, hated it, or it was just okay? I'm going to go with... Really
1: liked it. Not quite into loved it, but really liked it.
2: All right. Uh, I'm going to go with low side of loved it. And Drew, <laughs> what about you? Liked it, loved it, disliked it, hated it, or it was just okay? High side of liked it. Very Whoa. nice. Whoa. What? So <laughs> Didn't mean you should say that and leave, but yeah. <laughs> And
3: that's it. And, that's
2: and the I'm show. out. I'm out. I like the show. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh,
2: good. Well, we all enjoyed it. I mean, in some ways, that makes it a little bit of a boring show. Uh, but hopefully, we can all have different uh, insights into why we enjoyed this show. Now, let's do each do just some brief non-spoilery thoughts. And then we'll be able to kind of talk plot and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Andrew, why don't you kick us off? What are you know some of the things you liked, some of the things you didn't like, just in a non-spoilery way?
1: Uh I guess one of my main cons is that it took a while for me to feel like I was in the MCU. The MCU definitely has a tone with some of its, you know, bigger blockbuster. Actually, every other thing has been a big blockbuster. So seeing it take a step back and try and tone down that gravitas that any MCU property comes with was possibly a little bit jarring. And it took a while for me anyway the show to get past gimmick is a bad word, but it's what I'm going to go with for now. Get past the gimmick of, you know, the serial serialization and, you know, how every single episode is a different era of American television mm-hmm. and actually get into the actual story. So, um, that was probably the biggest hurdle for me. But once I let myself be taken by the show and like, just say, let's just see where it goes. And, it's gonna tie in somehow, and it'll be good. Uh, so, and then the fifth episode happened, and it everything changed. What was
3: the fifth episode? Was that? <laughs> do you mean the fourth?
2: I, do you mean the fourth episode? The fourth was where it they. Was
1: the end of the fourth episode or the end of the fifth episode? Whatever the, oh, end, the end is, the end of the fifth episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hear yeah. what you're saying now.
2: Got, mm-hmm. gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what about you? What are some of your your general thoughts? Non spoilery
5: so uh my cons is that it uh became too much like the marvel mcu so the exact opposite of what andrew just said (laughs) (laughs) i thought what they were doing in the beginning was really fun and then seemed like near the end they kind of abandoned that and it became your standard marvel fare uh i kind of you know i think there's a reason they have to go to the marvel you know big blow them ups but if they could have found like a middle ground and still somehow played into how they started the season out, I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more
2: Uh,
3: today. What about you? I think I understand what you're saying. Cause when the show started, it was so firmly planted into showcasing um, like the retelling of, of different styles of sitcoms. And that was a lot of fun. And then it slowly began to become more and more serious and put us back into the very serious place of MCU and also set up for the other things that are going to be happening uh in films that are about to come out. And so I did I found myself also a little bit like, oh, I missed the joy. Like, my husband watched it uh after almost all of them had come out except for the finale. And so when I was going back and watching these um episodes again with him, oh my gosh, it was like <gasps> Oh, this was so fun! I remember the feeling of this one, like we're Dick Van Dyke, we're doing this, and it just it had gone at that point. It had gotten so serious already that I'd almost forgotten the joy of how it started. But I think that's what they were doing—that was intentional. Um,
2: yeah, and they—they they so. obviously dropping the first two uh, on that first night was obviously them in some ways going. We know we need to get through this a little bit quicker, so you know, kind of what's going on underneath uh, by episode four. Um, I, you know, I, I think the thing for me that really ended up, uh, selling it for me, uh, really is Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. I, I, their performances yeah. in all these different, you know, shows, eras, uh, you know, whatever. I was so impressed. I, I was so impressed with, uh, right from the get go, how Mary Tyler Moore, Elizabeth Olsen was in that first Dick Van Dyke ep- type episode, Um, so yeah, that the performances for me are what really sold it, uh, beyond that, the MCU stuff. I also like, I think you guys are speaking to what is always the tricky balance that they're going to have to pull out when they're doing a cinematic universe, which is, it has to lock into the greater picture. It has to, there's, I mean, maybe that will not be the case when we've got a dozen shows on Disney plus, but for now, they know that that's feeding the beast, right? Like they have to feed that beast, but they also got to do something a little bit clever, a little bit unique. And so finding that balance, I think it will be part of the, the trickiness to it. But
5: that balance of fitting into the Marvel Universe, I think story-wise makes sense. Tonal-wise, I think that's where, where there's, like Guardians of the Galaxy was probably the first huge tonal shift in Marvel movies and in the Marvel MCU and not only have we accepted that tonal shift that tonal shift kind of has carried over into a lot of marvel movies since i think it's perfectly fine for especially the television side of it to branch out and try a little you know different things i thought and i thought in the beginning that to me that's really you could still feel that marvel universe without it necessarily being I think, I don't know, because the problem with a lot of the movies that a lot of people say, I'm using my hands too much, uh, the <laughs> problem with the movies a lot of people say is that they, they are all the same movie, just pick and put a character here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't say that about WandaVision. Not only can you not just uh, tonally say it's the same, hands again, Dene, is this you? It's
3: me. It's Something? my fault. <laughs>
5: uh, not, only, not only is it tonally different, you can't put other Marvel characters in this story because it doesn't make sense. Like just, and I think that uh, you have that opportunity. You should stick. You should have uh, stand your ground on that. You should have not gone back to laser on laser.
1: I think uh, just playing devil's advocate against what you just said, um, the fact that with Guardians of the Galaxy you say it be to- tonally different from anything else in the MCU, um, they were a new cast of characters, whereas Wanda Maximoff and the Vision are staples of the mcu so going into something like this and trying to change a tonal shift in the story that they're in may have been a contributing factor for some people
2: let me ask let me ask a simple question then then we'll possibly get into some spoilers does this show make the mcu better in hindsight does this show make you want to revisit age of ultron want to revisit You know, some more of their stuff like there's this interesting thing that happens in these cinematic universes and Star Wars has tried to do this as well, where it's like, oh, now there's an added element to if I go back and watch this and kind of understand, you know, more about these characters. So that's the simple question. Does it make you more invested in the movies, want to rewatch them uh, on a general level?
1: I don't know. Cause I'm always willing to go back and rewatch those movies anyway. So I don't know if watching WandaVision is the contributing factor. Like if you would have, if the show never existed and somebody said, Hey, you want to watch age of Ultron? I'd be like, yeah, I love that movie. So yeah, I know I'm like one of four people. I I see (laughs) Drew. I, I see Drew smirking down there. Yes. I do love age of Ultron. I think it's, I think that James Spader is a great villain. His voice is so evil. When he wants
5: it to be. I I did go back and start watching Iron Man, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch every MC movie with Iron Man. So it did make me start revisiting Marvel, but it I wasn't like, I need to go back and see where where Wanda started, just because I've felt that Wanda is one of the characters in the MCU that's been abused, like misused, we'll say misused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enough that it's just kind of like, uh, I don't really care. I mean,
2: does this change that in
5: any way? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When we get into spoiler, I mean they have they have done a lot to make Wanda an enjoyable character. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: And they couldn't have done it it without a format like this mini-series in this in this way. So I just well, maybe they would have, maybe they would have made a movie before like I don't know, but I love that they did it to the tune of this serial release. I think it's such a clever thing because I understand what you were saying earlier too, Andrew about uh, almost wishing that they would have stuck with it a little bit longer, but what's interesting is in the comics and I'm not going to go spoilery, but in the comics there is an ebb and flow to the story that they were telling also. So for them to put it into a, you know, nine episodes, I think it could have also stretched into 10 or 11 or 12 just as easily. Um, because I felt a little rushed the last two episodes. I really felt like they just, and it was, we're just like, oh, okay, this is where we're going now. At the same time, once you reveal some of who the characters are and what's happening behind the scenes and how it actually ties into the universe, I wonder if the audience would be very forgiving to sit inside that information for very long, um, because they're going to want to get to the good stuff, which is the epic ending of this series and how it kind of sets up for later but like my husband though he immediately went and watched age of ultron again um you know in every single uh, episode of wandavision there's a commercial and the commercial is a wink and a nod to deeper things happening uh behind the scenes and just some of the mystery that's building with this show and um there was one with uh, paper towels and the paper towel one i explained to justin and he was like, oh, I see what's going on now. And there's just all these different layers to the sh- show that's not just about entertainment. It's really about a character that's trying to deal with brokenness and grief and guilt and just a whole bunch of crap that's happened to her. Um, and also having you know, powers and all this stuff. And, and they just, I think they did it in a really, uh, not only a clever way, but I think they handled it really respectfully. Um, and they gave us an understanding of who she's going to be at least right now moving into this next sequence. But I do think Aaron, yes, this, for the most part, I think is going to make people want to at least pay attention more to when she's popped up in the past, Uh, because she has not been able to be a central character because when you've got Thor on the big screen and you've got, you know, Scarlett Johansson playing black widow, um, people aren't going to be interested in Wanda who at that time hadn't even really, um, gotten her moniker. She wasn't Mm -hmm. as powerful as uh, she may become.
2: You know, there's uh, it's interesting because of this show, Wanda and Vision are now some of the most sketched out characters in the MCU. Like, there's this really interesting thing that happens when you can do this kind of thing. My answer is an easy yes. Yeah, it absolutely makes the other MCU more interesting, better to me. Mm-hmm. I think from the beginning, this is what the MCU knew how to do, which was take characters that maybe people didn't know about or care as much about and give them... I mean, I've said it before, but Iron Man was not a well-known Marvel character to non-comic book people when the Iron Man came movie right. came out. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy were not a known entity even to some comic book people when that movie came out like they're they're these they're doing this thing where they're like we're going to give these minor characters center stage and now the tv out element of that uh, allows them to do that even more and so yeah my answer is an easy yes on that um all right let's talk some quick spoilers we'll give you a little bit of permission here to talk about some because i know danae uh, specifically you mentioned like how you wanted it You know, to end a certain way and it didn't necessarily end the way you wanted it to. And certainly that is a a normal part of fandom in, you know, this century (laughs) like that is that is something because of the Internet, the the quickness of opinions, predictive that probably dates back to I mean, certainly dates back before this. But on a larger scale, I started to see it with Lost is, you know, kind of one of those first moments where it's like fandom is going to determine the product and fandom is going to have an opinion and all those kind of things. And so there's there's a lot of that here. So I will say we are going to talk about spoilers for WandaVision. Uh, I'm going to try to keep this to about 10 minutes. um, But uh, but yeah, I wanted to give each of us an opportunity to, to talk about some of the the specific things uh, throughout, and today I'm going to let uh, let you start. Um, what were you expecting to happen? What was some of the you know research you did, and what was disappointing about uh, the end for you because of what you were thinking?
3: Um, biggest disappointment for me, but I understand because I know the content is the kids just being completely dead now. <laughs> like I was like, really? But they're not. I guess- it makes sense. They're not. But it makes sense in a way because of how the story is and in and, and, um, Scarlet which loses her children in the comics and then gets them back. And uh, they actually do die in the comics and then they're like reincarnated and um, their patronage is an interesting story as well. And I kind of knew all that going into this just because I had done research on Wanda and Vision when they became a love interest in the films and I was like, Everybody else, how does that work? So uh, I went and looked at it, like the relationship. <laughs> I was like, okay, what is... So do they love each other? Like, what is this? Um, so I, I thought that it maybe would be a little bit different. But what would have had to have happened is it would have had to have had bows on quite a few other things mm-hmm. by the end of the ninth episode that they're clearly setting up for being part of content right. later. And I'm just going to have to wait. Um, Were
2: we all and, a little, a little bit... You- were we all a little bit silly to expect some of these reveals in the TV show? Like, yeah. in a, the, is that, that when a looking back on it, like, the idea that they were going to reveal the X-Men or Reed Richards or any of this stuff in the TV and show.
5: How, how much Mephisto did I hear in the last month that it's just, right. it's not coming. <laughs> He's not coming. That's insane to drop that on the general public. They're not going to
1: understand it. Like, yeah. it's not coming. Yeah. but. Uh... Uh, did you, air, uh, Danae? did you watch both post-credit scenes for the final episode? Yes. Okay, so, so you heard her kids yes. crying for help yeah. like yes. in whatever yes. the ether is.
3: Yeah, I think the, um, you know, true spoilery, in true spoilery fashion, if they're going to follow some of that, is that their souls existed. Uh, Wanda essentially created them using Mephisto's split souls or something, if I remember that correctly. they are talking anyways, in the comics but, now. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. like, they're out there, but they have to be found again because they're just souls. They're not bodies right now because they don't have physical form. Um, I wondered how, if if the comics were going to do that, I would wonder how they would do that anyway. But to put it with this world that she created, that things that don't actually exist in the world, she could have them in her little bubble, but then she had to break that bubble to save people and to kind of move on. That was just a really powerful visual Um I think Monica says they're never going to understand the sacrifice that you've made, uh, and that's incredibly true. Most people are going to be pretty. They should be angry and should be angry. <laughs> yes, they should. That's
2: yeah. she
5: gets off so scot free. Oh, yeah I know, that's right? Ridiculous. Like,
3: hey, yeah. are all those people then basically potential superheroes too?
1: I think that she, I think that uh, this is potentially where. The mutant element could potentially work its way into the MCU, like because uh, if you think about it, because of what uh, Scarlet Witch did, we mm-hmm. now have Monica Rambo, who I don't know what name they're going to give her—either Photon, Polestar, or Spectrum, whatever. Because Monica Rambo's had like three different superhero
2: names,
3: or Polspec, um, you know? Yeah,
2: all of them. Her mom's nickname was Photon in the uh, mm-hmm. the poster. Uh, so I don't know if that means she'll take that or if it means she won't take that yeah. because it was her mom, so I, I don't know which way that'll yeah. go, but yeah.
1: But um. Anyway, actually, the Monica Rambeau element of this show was probably one of my favorite uh, parts of it. Seeing that character evolve, if anything, I know it's WandaVision is really what this sh- uh, show is about, but I was most excited every week to see what Monica Rambeau was up to. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Jimmy Woo, just because I love that guy, he's just such He's a fun. i want a Jimmy woo show just where he just goes around and solves crimes. Yeah, Kat,
3: this with, how many things happened in that last episode that was just like convenient, 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 blah blah blah? There's just like, bleh, 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 bleh. and well, I was like, yeah. oh. it well, just you, felt like, you
2: could just say Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. It's <laughs> like so it just...
3: frustrating yeah. to me, like, oh, she looks over and the runes are it's like. Well, when did those get there? <laughs> and there's just oh, and here comes the ice cream truck. It was very yeah.
2: frustrating. To well, watch. and then you've what? also then you've also got Vision versus you know White Vision, white and Vision. it's just nothing. It's just a, it's is a, white. Well, X is white, white Vision actually. still out there? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, he he will become because he has Vision's memories okay. now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he
1: fun. is now the Vision.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, he is now the Vision.
2: That's the last thing he said before he took off. I am vision. I vision. Yeah.
3: Which, well, either but we goes never see him again after
5: himself. that. Darcy never shows up. She runs. She By never shows up, I mean she runs the ice cream truck or whatever into it. And then you never see her again. Oh, she had to go is what they say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she had to leave. And that's why I was going to ask you, Andrew, if you felt with that side of the story being more of what you were liking, um, do you, feel, do you feel satisfied with how it ended? Because it really was hey, here's all these oh, weird ends no. we have. Let's tie them up as quickly as possible. And then, it was very
2: rushed. It was a very rushed. So it felt game.
3: really rushed. It, it did. It, 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 cramped.
2: it also felt rushed, cramped. And again, part of this Whoa. is on us for expecting too much. But they are all they also tease a lot in the show, specifically tease words like Nexus, different things mm-hmm. like that, that that mean something in the MCU. And if you're yeah. going to specifically tease, it's not inappropriate for your audience to expect some sort of resolution to that stuff. It was just never going to happen here. And I think that's what we have to remember is that tease is for the movies. And Can I ask a question. Yeah.
5: Uh do you think this is a good example of the difference between binge watching and the uh, weekly episodes? I think if sure. we had a binge watch mentality, there would have been less of the over thinking ourselves into things. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But in the end, it, does that make it more enjoyable? Or do you think the week, the week to week is Kind of the way to go with this stuff.
2: I, at the end of the day, I I enjoy the week to week more, even if it doesn't pay off. Like I enjoy the conversations, I enjoy the thinking about it, the talking about it with people, the you know uh, the kind of the the internet culture of it all. Like I enjoy that stuff. That was fun. Even, even if it was, doesn't pay yeah. off, I enjoy it. It um, hasn't
3: paid off, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: There were some things that did pay off that were mis- like that were a mystery, but then there's some things where we were just straight up wrong.
5: Uh, boner is, I think, the answer. To, <laughs> yes. It was, it was a
1: yeah. I was yeah. that, like, it was the most exciting thing about this entire series, and then the biggest disappointment yeah. by the end. Yeah. And like,
5: and liking Wanda and knowing what Wanda can do, and you can't expect the internet not to go reality changing. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, that's purposeful. That's
5: totally like, purposeful. There's you get it, and it's like, yeah, let's go, and then it's boner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean. <sighs> what a what a missed opportunity i mean you already you've already been teasing that you know uh scarlet Witch is going to have a huge part in the doctor strange multiverse of madness like what better way like to you know ease into uh you know that story than to have evan peters show up as quicksilver you know like uh, oh my goodness this is brilliant uh, everybody loved Evan Peters and the X-Men universe, and, like, we are finally combining the Fox universe with the Disney MCU, and it's going to be glorious, and everybody's, you know, pumped and going crazy. And then, like Drew says, boner.
3: Yeah, it turns <laughs> out to just be the neighbor.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah was the, just, that was the uh, – The kid that lived
3: there. Just the neighbor. I,
2: You know, and again, we can talk about this fan culture, all this kind of stuff all the time. I always come down on the the side of let creators create what they create. That is the story. They don't owe me any particular kind of story, Um, you know, but they also have consequences to how they present. And I think... there are natural consequences to making a big reveal like that and then not doing anything with it. But as an audience member, I go, okay, that's just what you decided to do. That one stings a little bit more than the others because it literally is a nothing ball. It, it literally is a goose egg of nothing. The others may be resolved later. The aerospace engineer could actually be Reed Richards in a movie or something like that or yeah. somebody else we don't know. Um, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, the a lot of these ideas could pay off. The Nexus thing could pay off later. You know, Wanda could bring the X-Men into this universe uh, later. You know, like, but that one is actually nothing and there's no chance for it to be anything. And it was the biggest moment of I the wonder, season. So, yeah. I wonder
3: if it kind of has that vibe where by the the last two episodes were so much more firmly planted into MCU as we know it, where you've got all these characters that you're like, okay, we're back in, that we forget that we're also in the finale of this little series and they mm-hmm. have to put a bow on it. So... I think my desire is that they would take it and then ramp into the next thing quickly so that we can continue this momentum because it ends on such a big momentum burst. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a lot of ribbon tying and conveniences in this burst of it's still a lot of momentum. There's, you know, this uh, new vision, there's the end of the series. And I, I feel like maybe because there was so much going on, I kind of forgot for a second that this truly should be, the kind of story arc end to Wanda's grief. And that's mm-hmm. really what this TV yes. series is about is Wanda's grief, Wanda realizing that she is a really powerful being who is whose magic is based more in magic casting that has rules to it. Whereas she is this ruleless Chaotic explosion of whatever she thinks happens without understanding the ramifications of it And so as she's beginning to understand those rules, obviously that changes her reality For multiple reasons. She realizes she can't have the reality that she wants safely Because she's hurting other people and they do touch on all of those things in the finale, but it's happening so quickly that it's almost like you just kind of don't have a chance to just chill for a sec. And when you go back and watch episode one of WandaVision, it's chill. It's just like a chill thing. And this is like adrenaline straight to the neck and scene. And it just felt (laughs) really, it felt really wrong. It felt like an eight ball at a dinner party all of a sudden or something. It was just a little bit too, it was too much. Um, And then of course, you know, the end credit scenes, you've got like a couple more winks and nods that, also tell you where things are at right now but um i, I don't know i just wanted to see a little yeah. bit more maybe calm but could it have ended calm given the circumstances given the world that she created i don't know that it could have anyway yeah. so maybe I, there was no other way to do it who knows
2: i'm not sure what billiards has to do with anything but uh but we will uh we will continue to keep that uh whatever eight ball thing you were talking about in mind uh so we are going to uh close off the spoilers <laughs> the spoiler section. I see what you, I see what you did there. Yeah,
3: uh, listen, there's a lot of activity in pool halls. If you've ever been to right, just, There's right. pool everywhere. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I figured it must be something like sound. that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I'm yeah. gonna there go. I Danae, do you know why I
5: popped in? First of all, I tried to slip in so no one would see. I came in with the big cover up. This then, this
2: is good. Yeah, tell tell us it's the story. True.
5: It spooked Phil so much that he pulled me out real quick. He's like, oh no, no.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I hit the wrong thing.
5: Uh, I had like three, four weeks ago said, hey, Aaron, Andrew, are we going to talk about WandaVision? They're like, oh, at some point, can I be in on that, please? And Aaron's like, yeah, yeah, we'll have you on to do WandaVision. And then three weeks go by, he completely forgets. And then we're, we're sitting, getting ready for another podcast, and he's like, all right, Andrew, next uh, next week we're going to have Danae on to talk about WandaVision. <laughs> and, <I'm>...
1: and then <laughs> <laughs> comes through. I'm Say like, what? what? I'm like, excuse me?
5: Excuse me? I'm getting pushed aside? What? <laughs> That's the power you have that he goes against his own family for you.
2: Oh no. I am glad you joined us. I'm glad you popped in. I am too. Uh, it was good. I wasn't sure if it was like he like it was one of those things where uh Drew was like I'm not telling you if I'm going to be on or I was like you're welcome to be on. He's like I'm not telling you if I'm going to be on or not. I'll just pop in if I want to. I was Did like know.
5: I didn't know. I I literally was just gonna watch, and then I was like, "Oh, I could actually kind of sneak in right now," so I did. <laughs> okay. It was just that was that I wasn't going to join. But.
2: Well, we are glad you did, and uh, yeah, WandaVision uh, I think is a big recommend from all of us. I mean, look, if you love the MCU, you already know this. Like, this is not, you know, you weren't waiting to hear somebody say. You should check this out if you're a fan of the MCU. I I would say to those who aren't a fan of the MCU, haven't watched a lot of the movies, I still think there's some fun stuff here. You'll just be lost on some stuff. There'll just be some stuff that completely flies over your head. A lot of stuff. I mean, something
5: something we didn't really talk about is that I think if you're not a fan of the MCU, the first, but you're a fan of television, the first five, six episodes are going to be a lot of fun.
4: Yeah. Yeah. once
5: Once it turns into the MCU, you kind of lose that, but I think you don't need to be a huge fan of the MCU to enjoy the first episodes. Well, I think they did that, I think they did that so well yeah. that the more they got away from it, the more I started to get a little disappointed. So,
2: well, Drew and yeah. I are huge Dick Van Dyke fans. And so that first episode was just, you know, pure amazingness, uh, for, for me. And I think for you too, Drew, yeah, it um, was so spot on, it was, it was so just, perfect. So, yeah, it,
5: it was so perfect. I I went. This is. Did they just go and like rebuild the exact set? <laughs> right. it was so perfect.
3: Sets. Oh, that was another thing I really loved about it. Just seeing how they reinvented that house every single time. Um, I think it's rare we get to see a TV show that has that big of a budget. Mm-hmm. And it was a yeah. big oh, no no. budget. You? And, was, and they it was really fun to watch. Yeah. Yep. I'm sad it's over, but I'm also excited. Oh, sorry. I did not mean to click that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> It is uh, it, the, the, the perfect spot on this of it all, I think was really, really impressive. So yeah, very nice, very well done. All right, uh, before we move on to our best ever challenge for the week, uh, wanted to let you know again, thank you so much for being a Sif Pop member. Uh, if you'd like to be a member, you can go to patreon.com slash Sif Pop. Sif Pop members uh, get all the content here and then as well as a bonus podcast episode each week, uh, this week we talked to Danae, uh, kind of about uh, what's been going on in her life. Uh, so just a little catch up with Danae on that. Or sorry, mustard with Danae on that. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and then as well as uh, members don't have to listen to commercials. You may have been hearing commercials pop up in your Sif podcast. Uh, that is one of the ways we continue to support what goes on here. Um, if you are a supporting member, however, at Siftpop, you do not hear those commercials. So if you want a commercial-free experience for the podcast, feel free to become a member at patreon.com siftpop.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.
2: All right, let's move on to the Best Ever Challenge, Best Ever Disney Animated Films. We will go number five to number one, unless you're Denae, and she will just name movies when she's ready. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> uh, you're not wrong.
2: No, so I, let's do it this way. Why don't uh, Why don't I start, and then Andrew, and then, you know, Denae, you can go third each time, and you can just throw a movie out, and we'll, uh, okay. we'll talk about it. Uh, okay, as okay, always, okay. there are Trump rules. If uh, you have something higher than it's mentioned by somebody else, you can... A trumpet so we can talk about it later can i trump all of them
3: since mine aren't in order
2: right yes yeah, yeah. you can be absolute chaos magic uh throughout the entirety uh number five for me is tangled trump.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right i i actually haven't seen this movie <laughs> uh
2: tangled is great um I love so much about this movie. I love the sense of humor in this movie is a little elevated for most Disney movies it's a, it's a little more slapsticks you know kind of um, I'm trying to think of the word I'm you know there's a little bit of more ludicrous comedy in this and I think they, f- they handle that tone really really well. Um, of course you've got one of my favorites of all time, uh, Zach Levi as a Flynn writer in this doing some really fun interesting work. And, you know, beyond that, a really incredible uh, emotional uh, ending with, uh, you know, a message about, you know, what it means to let go, what it means, um, you know, to have super long hair that people can climb up to get in buildings. Uh, Really important themes and messages like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyhow, Tangled is great. I love it. Uh, Today hasn't seen it. Andrew, have you seen this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's good stuff. (coughs) What's your number five?
1: I'm gonna go with the Hunchback of Notre Dame.
3: Oh, also haven't seen this one.
1: I think this has some of the best music out of all of the uh, Disney movies. Uh, very, uh, I guess, cath- cathedral. You know, mm-hmm. whatever you whatever you'd like to call that type of music, but it's grandiose, and the story of Quasimodo is. Beautiful, heartbreaking, and there's something very powerful you could take away from it. Uh, yeah, I think this is... And I think that uh, uh, Lord Frodo is one of the like uh, mo- best villains, even though in the actual play, uh, uh, he's not the villain at all. <laughs> yeah. So them turning him into the villain and it working so well uh, was great. Just, just great voice acting and great singing all around. I love
2: it. I could not disagree with you more about this movie. Um, really, I think th- I think it's the worst music ever in a Disney movie. Um, <laughs> when Danae's here, we have to have a you know good dinosaur fight uh, of some sort. Mm-hmm. So we could actually have that in this in this category. No, that's a Pixar. No, that's no, Pixar. We could. Nobody Pixar. would dare have that movie in their top five. No, it, it, it's interesting because I would have been apt to agree with you up until I rewatched this this year, and I just I was so blown away by how how just how terrible this movie is just it's like and when I say terrible I just mean how how unthought out it is and how even if even if the songs are good let's say stylistically which I would be more willing to agree with you that like it's it's good musically structurally story wise they they don't fit. They're ridiculous for this kind of movie. They're so oh, out of the hey, tone. Hey,
3: I thought this was a PG thirteen show. <laughs> Wait, what? This was. What I did I, I say? This, what did I, I thought say? We're supposed to be so kind to each other. I thought this was. Oh, it's
2: kindness apart. I'm not. I'm not poor, poor no, Andrew. He's I'm like, being mad at this my movie. Really I'm movie. not mad and at Andrew. Like,
1: <laughs> Janae, a- Janae, Aaron is allowed to be wrong. It's
2: fine. I'm allowed okay, every once in a while no, to be wrong. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. In this case, I I must be, but. The and then the climax of this movie, the last scene, is so ridiculous and so much nonsense that I just I couldn't get over it. Like I I just I watched it again this year and I was just like, oh, this movie's terrible, and I didn't realize it. Um, but yeah, that's just that's that's my opinion, and and I'm glad that you you enjoy it. So man,
3: I'm scared of mine. I do. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, today, what's one you want to throw out there?
3: None of them. I I hate them all, Aaron. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to go with, I'll just, I'll say Sword in the Stone. Oh, nice. As my first one to talk about. Yeah, That's
1: a terrible movie. <laughs> I hate that movie so much. Oh, look, people vials. like it
2: when we disagree every once in a while, you know, like yeah. it's a little too much. We were in agreement all throughout this yeah. episode. There had to be a little bit of uh, a little bit I, of tension. I
1: do have to say before Danae gets into her review of Swords in the Stone, I did rewatch this recently. Did I didn't no know Yeah, I had no idea that uh Arthur is like voiced by like four different people throughout this entire movie. <laughs> I didn't know that. Really? That's interesting. I didn't know that. If you go back and watch it like his voice changes and that's because they kept recasting him but they never went back and actually like had the new person dub the
2: that's old funny. lines. That's Wow. That's amazing. That's
3: incredible.
2: Yeah. I haven't seen this in a long time, but I remember really liking it.
3: I think that's part it's, of
2: it's why good, I, it is a really good movie. I, like
3: I think it. that's why part of why I picked it is because I remember watching this for the first time when I was little. And um the idea of finding a a mage uh that can turn you into these different creatures and you go on these different adventures and um I don't know. I remember watching him with the owl. Was Archimedes maybe the owl or yep. something? And mm-hmm. uh, then you have the big bad dragon and just these all these shape shifting kind Mim. of Madam Mim, Madam Mim, and and like the Battle of the Mages. And I just remember being so into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward all these years, I'm into Dungeons and Dragons. We wonder why? No. Um, I also was quite obsessed for a while with like King Arthur and Merlin. And, Uh, any kind of shows that would come out or movies that would come out that had that element to it. Mm -hmm. I remember really leaning into that because of just the, you know, the lore and all of those things. But this was the first my first exposure to that storyline of any kind. Um, And it sort of had that feel to it besides the fun magical element of it um, that just an ordinary person could do something extraordinary and be selected uh, Mm -hmm. somehow by like, some incredible outside force that even though you're skinny and scrawny and you know nobody thinks that you're anything you could still stumble stumble across something that turns you into uh i don't know just a powerful person yeah that just that really resonated with me so i picked that one for one of my tops
2: nice uh my number four is big hero six um i get the sense i could be wrong about this that i am much more in love with this movie than uh, a lot of people. I think a lot of people like it. I just don't know that it resonated with people as much as it did with me. Baymax is one of my favorite movie characters of all time. I just think. La la la. Oh, I just. I love that big fluffy robot guy. I just. Like, yeah. I. This movie hits me in a lot of. Uh, you know. Just kind of the. Uh, like the fun sentimental part of things i don't know if i look at this movie that i go that it has like the best structured plot or like all that kind of stuff i just go i want to watch this movie all the time because it just brings me joy um and it's just kind of one of those movies for me um so and, I, and
1: it was the it was art number style, seven, so yeah. Oh, nice
2: yeah the art style is is really interesting in it too and that it, you know deals with a future that is kind of combined tokyo with san francisco and you know like just a really interesting a lot of really interesting things it? going on. What was it?
1: San Tokyo or something like that? Yeah, yeah, like, something like that. Succio. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's a fun movie. It is. It's it's great. Love it very much. Um, all right. Andrew, what's your number four? Probably going to get trumped. Moana. Nope, not by me.
3: Ooh. I have it on my list. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Let's do
1: it. I mean, we, we've made a lot of comparisons uh, between Moana and Raya recently mm-hmm. in this episode. So. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I love it. Alan Tudyk is obviously the star of this movie, again, as he is with every Disney movie that he takes place in. Uh, no, <laughs> but no, uh, I'll say uh, How Far I'll Go is like one of the best Disney, new Disney songs oh, of for like, sure. the past five years. So good.
4: So good. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I sing it's that one with Iris good. on the regular. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the uh, the effects. I think that this movie here is where uh, the new era of disney animation effects really would shine above anything they'd done before like sure like like it just looks so good like it shouldn't look this good but it does
2: yeah yeah Yeah. there's a lot i love about moana like you said the water effects are just absolutely incredible in this movie uh lin-manuel miranda you can you know you can sense his hand in the songs and uh, in some of you know the the phrasing and different things he does so brilliantly. Um, You're welcome. The the performances are just so yeah. much fun, so much great humor. Yeah, this is this is a good. This just barely missed my list. So
3: I remember when um, I watched this, I didn't see the ending. Like I didn't, I didn't foresee how the big bad was going to become like solved or whatever. I didn't actually realize that they were that the island was the same person and I didn't see that. Uh I know that a lot of people saw that. But I was really enjoying watching it and I genuinely wasn't trying to figure it out, which is to me the sign of a good a good movie for me. Uh when I can I'm just along for the ride rather than trying to pick it into mm-hmm. pieces. But uh I loved that reveal. Um the idea that you know, someone's just missing a part of their heart and it can kind of just be a big moment. And that song, when she's walking across the water, uh you know, all the water parts, and she's just kind of walking across the, the song that she's singing and how it just, oh, that's such a cinematic moment. And it was so powerful. Um, on top of this lead character being uh, the kind of female lead character that I'm excited to show to Iris and For her to be able to just that strong person who wants to go on their own adventure and kind of go outside of what the family expects that's a really powerful message uh one that i certainly walked myself and um when iris was little she was visiting her aunts and my aunt sang that song to her for the first time Mm -hmm. she also broke apart from the family path to do her own thing and to forge her own way and so it is a meaningful and beautiful song. And when we sing all the time, cause it's just so good. So yeah, that one's for sure on my list.
2: Nice. Well nice. then I will go to my number three then. Correct. Danae, if you're going to use that for your, uh, for your number four, I will go to my number three and this is where I have wreck it. Ralph. Um, this one's just really fun. And there's, there's this movie does something that I think is different than the rest of the Disney movies in that it takes the world of video games and really, just kind of parod, uh, parodies it at the same time. It is honoring it, and man, I just, I just think it's so perfect and great. You know, a lot where a lot of the humor comes from uh, in this. Plus, I think the performances are great. Of course, I think the theme and the message are great, uh, and the visuals are great. It's almost like they're good at this. Yeah, that um, was a really
3: fun one. Yeah, I haven't thought. I didn't think about that one.
2: Yeah, Wreck It Ralph is is a blast. Um, <laughs> What about? I you? like
3: how the take on uh, the take on all the um, video games and stuff was really nostalgic too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Andrew, you have thoughts on Wreck It Ralph? Do you want to tell me how awful it is? <laughs> Worst movie ever. No, no, it's a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: I, I, I was really late to the game on this one. Actually, uh, when we did uh, Ralph breaks the internet, uh, still mad at that title. Um, <laughs> yeah, enough, Ralph wrecks the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, I saw the first one just before that one came out, so it's I was really late to the game. Uh, I don't know why, because after I watched, it, I'm like, "Oh, this is great! I should really have." <laughs> what I, what have I been waiting for? Is really what mm-hmm. kept going through my head. It's a lot of
2: fun. Yeah. So, Andrew, uh, what do you got at number three? Number three, I have the Emperor's New. Yeah.
1: Oh, Good yay. choice.
3: I'm so glad you have this one in on the list because I struggled with whether that would make my my top five. I love this movie. Yeah, it's so
1: crunk, good. Crunk, might be one of the funniest Disney characters ever. Mm-hmm. Who he's the? Uh, I know Danae has a look on her face. He's well, the. Crunk, uh, I
2: think, cause it's I think crunk. because it's Crunk. It's Crunk. Yeah, Crunk.
1: Yeah, so say Crunk. Yeah, Crunk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're hearing, Cron- we're Wait. hearing Crunk.
3: I um, uh, you know how he puts his two little mitted gloves together when he makes the spinach? Oh box? yeah. <laughs> i do this in my life <laughs> to this day <laughs> <Puffs>. <laughs> squeak,
1: so good squeaker mix squeak and so squirrel. Yeah. yeah yeah but uh no I, I, and also we can't forget the uh spader is like one of the best he's like perfect he is the perfect voice actor, david spade for, uh yeah what did i say oh no sp- oh, not james spader no, no not james I'm, spader no, he's ultron david. <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> That, that's why that's why that was in my head, because um, we were just talking about, it. no, Davis Spade is perfect <coughs> voice casting for Tuco. Or, yeah. Yeah. Cusco. 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 How can I why can I not get names right today?
3: That's okay. Uh, it's your day.
1: Yeah. but uh, I love no, this no.
3: movie so much. The the yeah. breaking of the fourth wall was so fun to watch.
1: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh he's doing like the narration for this entire movie and then it gets to that fourth wall where it gets back to him crying in the rain. He's like, "Hey, they've seen this part already. They don't need to see it again." Yeah. Yeah. But a uh, cronk doing his <laughs> own his oh. doing his own music for his like a uh, hey. dramatic like sneaking up.
3: Died died laughing yeah. so good I, it's the best. I haven't thought about i mean that one when it came out we my family and i we had so much fun watching that one over and over and again uh over and over again and yep. really unique um artistry in that mm-hmm. one as well it kind of took it to a yeah. different place yeah. uh yzma you know with the her, her elderly form and just kind of playing oh, yeah. into that and the voice actors uh that did he's Yz- oh gosh what's her name oh She's I know fantastic. It. I love that voice. I never liked your spinach puffs. Never. Uh, you yeah. mentioned. You oh, men- the
1: shoulder angel and the shoulder devil.
2: Yes. You mentioned uh, during Raya that uh, Sisu has a little bit of llama vibe to her as well with some of the did, motion actually. and the humor. and
3: I did. Yeah. Eartha, I felt Kit. That way. Eartha Kit.
2: Yeah, Eartha Kit is. Uh, so,
3: so, yeah. And uh, the dragon and Raya and the dragon. Yeah, there's a couple moments when I'm like, this has that a uh, new groove vibe to it um just mm-hmm. in that level of humor yeah so uh there's also other moments the squirrel popping the balloon and waking up in the mid- middle of the night to figure out the plot i can't that one <laughs> clearly should be on my list let's see which one am i going to cross off here well uh, you don't have to that's that's the that's beauty of it
2: is you don't have to uh <laughs> oh, denae what do you want to what do you want to mention next
3: oh lord um okay so i think i'm going to go with um <laughs> I love that since I didn't put them in order, whomever is putting them up on the screen is just like, "Denae, wait, on. they're waiting
2: on baited breath." <laughs> no, I
3: know. Let's just let's just go with Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Um Again, I don't have these actually in order, but here's why I chose this one. I have this at um, number
2: two, which is my next one. So let's go ahead and talk about it now. So yeah,
3: okay, cool. The reason I chose this one, um, humor wise, I really wish I would have gone with Emperor's New Groove because that one cracked me up, but this one. Again, as a female looking at the lead, uh, at the time that it came out, was really inspirational for me because um, she was so vocal about her independence in that way. Now, uh, watching it now, I have lots of questions <laughs> um, Wait, I mean, about you know, kidnapping kidnap, and yeah.
2: interspecies relationships. And all yeah, all sorts it, of it, stuff it, pops up now. They should just rename this movie Stockholm Syndrome.
3: It, <laughs> yeah it's it's got a lot of things that are interesting about it but seeing the beauty in people who you don't normally see the beauty in was another one of the messages that i really enjoyed at the mm-hmm. time um so and i think i have done that in my own life growing up i feel like i was that i feel like i still do that with people where i oftentimes like i genuinely enjoy people even if they don't look beautiful mm-hmm. or maybe that their life hasn't been beautiful and maybe it started in watching this movie a little bit because it really impacted me when I watched it. Uh, it also came out on my birthday. So I had a special relationship with Beauty and the Beast because nice. I felt like it was just for me, which is so dumb. But, you know, I was little. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had it at number two. Uh, I think it's, it's really close to perfection as a movie. And when I say that, I'm talking mostly about story, structure, uh, the songs are so great. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's really well put together. And I I always enjoy watching Beauty and the Beast. Um, so, yeah, I even liked the new one. OK, I mean, obviously, we're talking about 1991 Beauty and the Beast, but this also hits me in high school. Right. So like I'm, I'm, you know, right in that that mode of, you know, where I'm loving stuff, you know, movies are going to have a nostalgic feel to them. So, yeah, my friends and I, you know, watch this, quoted it, all that kind of fun stuff. So yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Andrew, you are number two. I think we're ready for
1: uh, Aladdin.
2: Yeah, I knew you'd have it up high. It it just barely be- missed my list.
1: Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think the genie might be the greatest character ever put on screen. Uh, if not, he's in the conversation. Uh, it, it's just it's perfect the it's a it's a perfect movie uh, you love the main you hate the villain uh the songs are great uh every i don't think that there's a single character that is thrown like pushed aside every single character means something straight down to raja abu and uh uh iago every single one of them the sultan they're all important and they're all memorable. Everything about this movie is memorable. And on top of that, you have this larger than life character in the genie who is just overshadowing everybody. Yet you still remember all those other characters. I think that's, what's the most magical thing about yeah. Aladdin. And if I had uh, three wishes, it would be to uh, uh, have better sequels. Yeah. <laughs>
3: just all three of your wishes are all the same better yeah. sequels well there have better there sequels. were also, three
2: sequels right uh return of jafar and then there was no maybe there were just uh, the, two. Of,
1: the two and then prince of thieves
2: yeah i
3: didn't see any of those yeah. so good for you <laughs> <laughs>
2: you do not need to rectify that at all uh danae what else do you want to mention you should have two left on your list
3: i do i do i have two left on my list i'm gonna go lion king
2: well that's what um, i have at number one so you're just you're just you know Sneaking, uh, sneaking my choices in there. Just it's it's my don't. number one, too. So. There you go. Right. Yeah.
1: Wow.
3: Okay. Well, let's talk about Lion King. Yeah. Uh, when Lion yeah. King came out and I saw it in the theater that first time, it was, I think at the time, the first cinema experience of a movie starting before any logos or credits. And then it just the movie just started. And I remember looking around like something was weird and wrong. And then <laughs> is like, everything okay? Into it, yeah the song, and you got all these animals coming to Pride Rock, and then it's just like, boom! The big, like, Lion King comes across the screen. Everyone jumps. Because we were not expecting the big boom. Mm -hmm. And then when it happened at the end of the movie, there was applause. And I don't remember there being a moment in my childhood watching a movie where the reaction was that way.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: It was such an experience in the theater to see this kind of animation with these sweeping angles and uh, the music was really powerful and the characters were fun and it was an adventure. Um, I don't know why Disney always has to have somebody die. I don't know why they do that. But Mufasa's death, to this day... Spoilers. It just... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It just is horrible. It's one of the most horrible things i've ever experienced Mm. sitting in a theater so that was awful um and you can't undo it and you're just along for the ride uh so I, i don't know this is just an incredible thing and i would also recommend if anyone is a huge lion king fan if you have a chance to see it on broadway please do so because it is so incredible it is incredible um even how, like, even Mufasa's whole, like, scene, how they do it, uh, the, how the stage is built. The stage is kind of, it's in this, like, sem- the, the back part of the stage actually tilts up uh, so that the people can see it from, like, all these different angles. And so, like, it tilts up and then it had all these puppets. It was just, it's incredible. Absolutely, yeah. mind-blowingly incredible. All of the the different actors are wearing puppetry on their body and moving it you can go watch some like trailers and stuff like this on youtube just to kind of get a vibe for it uh the is, uh, or the 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 people who are um putting the production together are in the audience singing doing like call uh, backs uh with these beautiful um really inventive puppetry like in the audience and stuff and it was just to have this movie in my childhood and then to be able to watch it on broadway it it was just a stunning experience um so i don't know i would just super super recommend if you can get to broadway someday if you can see this show however you might be able to see the show someday i would definitely definitely say do it uh
2: yeah spoilers for william shakespeare's hamlet uh sorry about sorry about dene spoiling uh spoiling hamlet for you uh listen
3: i was the one in school who was like read hamlet and i'm like okay and then i went and got cliff notes so uh
2: yeah you guys pretty much uh hit it all um this is or i just this is a great movie you said you
3: guys and it was just me (laughs) yeah
2: yeah danae pretty much hit on everything i wanted to say uh it's just an incredibly powerful emotional well-drawn movie and uh it's good stuff andrew (laughs) uh
1: no uh i want to talk about the voice acting in this because all around everybody is perfect with broderick uh james earl jones is like the absolute best mufasa there ever could be and then jeremy irons the scar is just so evil oh you love to hate that guy
2: yeah yeah it's good stuff all around uh i think that means danae we're down to your final pick um okay what do you have at number one i'm just kidding what else do you have to talk about
3: I literally just want to quickly do a shout out to Frozen and there's really one reason why. Um, It's because this is the first time I remember the love story from a woman being about sisters, uh, being about family instead Mm -hmm. of it being tied to a a man. I just think it's a really important moment in Disney's history that they broke away from uh, what a woman or what a young girl should aspire to look for in love. And that really just... On the Nose broke that down. I think we saw some similarities in other movies. There's like obviously other characters that, you know, love their family. I think, but Brave is, was Pixar, right? Correct. So this I think is one of the first times, if not the first time that they really broke that mold. And it's such an important mold to break because uh, the power of story from the female perspective is is so often tied to who you're with and your worth or your value being about whether or not you're at peace in a relationship. And so there's such little individuality and in the power of individuality um and the power of family at the same time. Uh finding your identity in yourself first and then if a relationship comes later, that that's just that's not the point of the film. It's not the point of mm-hmm. of what's being shown. And that's just not the case for most of my life growing up watching shows, not just Disney, but watching shows, it's the question of who is a female lead going to wind up with is just the point. It's the point. And it's it's even on Disney, you know, uh, shows, if you, like, look at the Disney things that just air on Disney+, Plus, it's just so prevalent. And I wish it wasn't that way because it really does confuse things as you grow up when you're trying to find your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was the first time I really saw it done so so well and it's almost like they were kind of calling themselves out on it as the story went on on screen because they set it up to where that they're just doing the textbook who is she going to be with who is she going to marry and then she ends up saving her sister and that's love so uh it was just a great way to break the mold and i don't think that um i don't know i i wonder what what disney will do next to kind of grab our attention i will say uh no spoilers, of course, for Raya, but I like how they also positioned her um, as that independent young woman. Same with Moana. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're doing a good job.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's the it's the whole point of Frozen is they set you up uh, to mm-hmm. think it's another you know find your love story, and that's not what it is. So, um, I you know Frozen is a great movie. I don't I don't, it is I don't care about the whatever backlashes has happened. That some of the the best music and and really great film. So, mm-hmm. uh, I have no problem. Mentioned Frozen. You uh, better
3: not have a problem with it because I will come at you. I'm Frozen like, oh, is you know, terrible.
2: It's the <laughs> worst movie ever. I s- <laughs> just saw it recently. I
3: know. I know. It is pretty bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. Andrew doesn't like it. That's true. Andrew could go off on it. uh But I'm okay. not going to because Danae's my friend. That's right. Oh and my <laughs> gosh. He's more polite than I am. There uh, are a
3: lot of things yeah. that I don't like about Frozen. But the that part of it is just I can't deny that it was really, really powerful yeah. to experience.
1: And honestly that's something I can't relate to, obviously. You know? Right. It's not something that I can say, oh, I haven't it's it's very difficult for me to say, Oh, I don't feel like I've been represented in a movie before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
3: It's so strange because you just don't this? realize it.
1: Where's the skinny white guy at? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I'll mention some that were mentioned in the chat. Uh, Lilo and Stitch uh, was mentioned as a favorite of some. Mm. Um, there's also I'm trying to th- to find ones that we did not mention. Um, yeah, I've
1: been uh, as you've been. I only had five because technically I could just list every. Single right, you one could of just these.
2: list every Disney movie. Yeah, so uh, I
1: only picked five honorable mentions, but people have met, been mentioning them, so I've whittled it down to three.
2: Uh, Tarzan, Edmund mentioned Tarzan I uh, really like yeah. Tarzan uh, in the chat as well uh, so that one was going, Mulan uh, which we did not cover, yep. uh, was mentioned you know, and it's interesting well, too, be- a lot of it does depend on kind of your age as, you know, Disney, every generation has their own Disney stuff, and it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of, I don't know That's, that's-, that's
1: true uh, for the fact that, you know, obviously you can go back and watch every single one of these whenever you want, but it's mostly the ones that you relate to the most of the ones that came out roughly around the time that you were a kid that's why lion king came out what 91 ish
2: yeah somewhere right around there yeah
1: yeah i was five or six so yeah it was like the perfect time for me to go in and see
2: uh rafinki summer of 94 uh, was when like ninety
3: four
1: and i
2: was i was older than five so. <laughs> well but, but nobody that's...
3: but nobody's talking about chicken little okay nobody
2: uh i i i i like some of those movies Chicken little's not bad um i mean it's it's not you know on the level of these other ones we 're talking about but yeah I, uh which ones did you wanna mention uh andrew uh
1: well uh since the others in the chat uh i'm down to two now uh the jungle book. Mm-hmm. I love the jungle book. Yeah, I
2: think somebody in the chat mentioned that too. Yeah.
1: Oh, did they? Yeah. I didn't see it. Uh, then Fox and the Hound.
2: Have to mention Fox and the Hound. So yeah. good. Um, what?
1: Danae, have you not seen that movie? Well, I, I
2: think really it's just thought, too hard for I, I her. I really
3: appreciate you guys, but what is wrong with you? Those <laughs> poor animals.
1: No, no, no. It's about friendship, Danae. Fox and the Hound is sad as hell,
3: but it is It's a good heartbreaking. Movie. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. It makes you feel stuff. What? Who wants to do that? <laughs> uh, I have to like mention... Somebody in the
1: chat said Disney and Pixar. Yes, they are the same. It doesn't no,
2: matter. No, stop it. Now you're just trying to make me mad. Uh, They're let's...
3: wanting you to go off on a rant.
2: <laughs> I there
3: also are have... literally people who are preparing for your your rant. I
2: don't yeah. have one. Don't have one. I oh, do okay. want to mention four or five more. Uh, Zootope, okay. Zootopia uh, is really one? great. I like that uh, one. Bolt. You're going to start a how? Uh, bolt is really great as well. Um, I really enjoyed meet the Robinsons. It's not one. A lot of people talk about, but I, I did enjoy meet the Robinsons. Uh, the OG Robin hood, Robin hood and little John running through the forest. Yeah. I just have to. And then so different from everything else, but I want to mention it because it really is artistic, uh, is Fantasia. Fantasia is a really interesting film and a really interesting thing for Disney to do with their animated studio. And, um, I really enjoy it, so I wanted to mention that as well.
1: Are you talking the original Fantasia? Or yes. Or the new one?
2: Yeah, no, okay. the, not Fantasia 2000. Uh, Fant- Although Fantasia okay. 2000 is fine, but the original yeah. is, is kind of groundbreaking. So, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. What's your favorite segment from uh, Fantasia?
2: Oh, man. I mean, hippos, right? Like, it's got to be the hippos.
1: <laughs> the hippo and the alligator dancing? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm more evil, I guess, because I like uh, the cold mountain, you know, Dante's mountain. Sure, thing. sure, yeah. It's just creepy. Sorcerer's and Apprentice. Of course, Sorcerer's Apprentice is also, I think that's the most iconic mm-hmm. yeah. moment. That's what
2: most people remember. So good. Yeah. So very good. So
1: yeah, I guess Disney has done good things is what <laughs> we're
2: getting. <laughs> they, they, they have the formula. They get it. They've got it down. Uh, all right. Yeah. Let's move on to our buried treasure. Uh, Andrew, why don't you kick us off? Hi. What's something in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about?
1: Well, I guess in honor of Lion King being my number one, uh, uh, Aaron, uh, you know that I love the movie The Ghosts on the Darkness. Uh, I went back and I bought the actual diary of Colonel John Henry Patterson about his time in Savo. It's called The Man Eaters of Savo. Oh, interesting! Uh, it uh. is his actual. Uh, uh, Look
3: at that! It looks so scary.
1: It's, uh, here's the story, Denae. This is a true story. True story. Back in... Wait, do you uh, 18... want to
2: hear this? Do you want to hear this, Denae? <laughs> uh,
3: okay, can I tell you what I think I know about it?
2: Yeah, go ahead.
3: Okay, once upon a time, there was Africa.
2: Yes, there's
3: always there was been al- Africa. Then there was, uh, some people that lived in this village. Oh. And, and they were in tents and stuff. And then there was this really, really confused lion and new- wanted to eat the people. Instead of you know sing songs to them and give them back rubs, <laughs> and, so, and so it started to eat people, and that that was in the darkness and it was really scary. They call it the ghosts in the darkness, and, and you know by the end everybody got along really really well and nobody died or anything. It was just, it was just magical and there's mm-hmm. a lot of it was fairies. a sitcom.
2: It was a sitcom in in i uh, not going to lie you
1: were about <clears throat> 75% there until you got to the ending <laughs> and, uh, and no uh no it's it's a horrifying true story about this British bridge builder who was charged with going to the Savo River in Africa it's in Kenya and uh while he was there there were these two man-eating lions who killed over 100 workers and they just could, they couldn't catch these lions. They couldn't get them. And it got to the point where they thought that these lions were demons. They actually named one the ghost, and they named the other one the darkness, which is why the movie that this is based on is called The Ghosts and the Darkness. Um what, what
3: terrible names for animals. If the, the darkness is coming. And they're like, yeah, it's because the sun is going down. And you don't realize <laughs> yeah. it's because you're being chased by a man-eating lion.
1: Yeah. Well, they... Uh, yeah, like he would uh, every single night he would like go up into a, a hidey like tree. And uh, then the lions would attack on the opposite side of the encampment of where he was. So then he would move to a different area. And then every single night it's like, they knew where he was with his gun. And then they would go and hide or and uh, and snag a worker from somewhere else in the camp. If you go (laughs) to Chicago, uh, if you go to Chicago field museum, you can actually see the two lions that, because uh, they're they still actually live on display.
3: They're they're happy lions yes. that
1: yes, yeah. You
3: know, they live in a beautiful, wonderful yeah. place.
1: Yeah, they were they were uh maneless lions. They were maneless male lions. They didn't have manes.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. They hmm. uh hmm. yeah, it's a it's a fascinating story. It's not that ter- It's not a terribly long read. It's more uh, I guess you could say like a daily diary kind of thing where it's not like uh, it's not a grandiose storytelling it's like and today I lost a couple more workers to these lions and we did this on the bridge sort of thing
2: So, I, I when you said it's not a terribly long read my mind went to Monty Python because he got eaten <laughs> yeah my mind went to Monty Python <laughs> where he's writing on the wall and he's like the, oh yeah the, the monster of ah, ah. <laughs> like, but ah, would he, he died write the out writing ah while he's dying ah. like <laughs> Sorry. This is my brain. Yeah. Uh, my.
1: But no, I, I really, really recommend you read uh, The Man and Eaters of Sabo. Very it's nice. It's so good.
2: My buried treasure this week is a 1954 movie uh, called Sabrina. Now, there is a remake of this with Harrison Ford uh, in it, but I have been on a Billy Wilder uh, kick lately and kind of catching up on a lot of his. Uh, movies that he's written, directed, and I hadn't seen Sabrina before. And so I finally got around to watching it. Uh, I fell in love in this movie with not only Audrey Hepburn, who is just absolutely uh, fetching in this movie, uh, but also Billy Wilder. Um, I think I, I, I fell firmly in love with Billy Wilder's writing in this movie. I just think it is so funny, so beautiful, Um, so clever and interesting. And I just, you know, Audrey Hepburn's great. Uh, I am not in kind of catching up on some of these movies. I'm not actually very much of a Humphrey Bogart guy. I don't really get the appeal of Bogart like a lot of people do. But he's really interesting in this because he's playing the role of kind of someone trying to mess up a relationship and then accidentally falling into it himself. And um, William Holden is kind of the third in that. Uh, that trio and he's really funny in this uh, I just I had a really good time with this so if you ever haven't if you haven't ever had the chance to uh, check out the original Sabrina again that's 1954 version um, I'd highly recommend it I think it holds up really really well I think it feels very modern in kind of the humor and the writing and the aspect of it and um, yeah so I, I enjoyed it Sabrina nice
1: 1954. Man, Billy Wilder is crazy good
2: he's so good. I, it yeah, really has been a whole. Time,
1: all of his, all of his movies are timeless. You could go back and watch them now and just know, oh, this is going to be good. I still think uh, Double Indemnity is my yes. favorite out of all of them. Yes, but uh,
2: that's the reason I've that's been yours on. Too. Yeah, that's the reason yeah. I've I've been going on this kick and in my downtime watching Billy Wilder stuff. is I watched Double Indemnity, I was like, this is one of the best movies ever made, and I didn't even know yeah. it. Ex- like I knew it existed. You know, kind of, but I would just never taken yeah. the time to see it. Now I'm like, how many other amazing movies am I missing? Just because it's a hole in my you know knowledge. So, have
1: you, have you seen uh, Sunset Boulevard yet?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, anyhow, I would definitely recommend Sabrina, 1954. All right, today you're the uh, you're the guest, so you get to finish this off. What's your buried treasure this week?
3: Yeah, I'm going to finish this off with an app that I'm going to recommend called mm. Webtoons. Um, oh look. Look, there's a little icon right there for Denae, it. Today,
2: this is an audio podcast. This is an audio podcast. Oh, right. Hey, so, right. Be quiet, Aaron Dicer. You left me. <laughs> no, it truly is now both a video and audio podcast.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're 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 on Twitch. We're on the YouTube's. This is super visual now. Yeah. Um, I found this uh, app a while back, and then I have slowly been adding comics to my uh, library that I keep up with every week. And so every day uh there are updates to the comics, various comics. Sometimes um they'll release like every single day, sometimes it's like twice a month. Some of them release just weekly on different days of the week. So no matter what, uh at the end of the night before I go to bed, I open up Webtoons and I go and see what is updated, what stories are updating and kind of where they're at. It's such a fascinating thing to just be able to do, I used to go onto uh, web comics, their web pages. Uh, so, for example, there's one called Ava's Demon. I used to go to her web page every single week to keep up with it. But now her web comic is on this platform, so I can just kind of keep up in one spot. So it's just you know, like it's having an RSS feed of all these different web comics all to this nice little app. Um, you can like buy coins if you want to. And that allows you to read ahead on stories. So if you're really excited about a cliffhanger and you want to spend five coins to go ahead and read the next one, you can do that. That supports the artist. Um, And there are other apps out there, but there's a lot of really, really good content here. And I know I've talked about this on other platforms, so I won't spend a ton of time um, with some of my favorites. But there are just some really beautiful artists Oh my gosh, the talent is incredible. And then some of the stories that I've been finding are really, really nice. Um, and they just keep adding more and more stories that are kind of getting started. I would recommend um, Ghost Bats is one that I'm enjoying. Uh, it's kind of this sci-fi rock band punk, um, punk band called The Ghost Bats. Is it called
2: the uh, uh, the ghost in the batness? Is that what it's nope. oh okay?
1: And I was waiting for my cue. To...
3: <laughs> you stole it. Um yeah. there's a there's another one called Hardcore Leveling Warrior that I has been um on this platform for a long time. So there's tons of backstory to read. It is like anime heavy in that uh it but it's really well done at the same time. Um, omniscient reader is another one that's got a lot of really good storyline building and there's just sweet ones. There's one by Zach Jordan called the last human that I just found a couple of days ago. And it's kind of more of a slice of life. Um, but building a story at the same time, uh, just great, 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 great stuff. And I just, every once in a while, you just sort of need something that you can just quickly get. And This isn't something you have to keep up with all the time. You can kind of just go at your own pace so much. Another uh, slice of life one that I would recommend is the little trash maid instead of mermaid, the little trash maid, And <laughs> it's such a funny, clever, little quick, um, little synopsis of a little mermaid that's covered in trash from the ocean. And it's just like this cute little moment. So it's filled, filled, filled with great stories. Highly recommend it. called Webtoon, uh, app.
2: Look at and this trash. Cute. Isn't it gross? Exactly. Um, I think we have one more buried treasure since we had another guest this week. Mm. Uh, Drew, what is your buried treasure for the week?
5: You thought you'd heard the last of me. You have <laughs> um, so buried treasure, I just thought I would take this time. Because every time I've been on here, like, what's your buried treasure? And I'm like, I don't have anything interesting going on in my life. But I have been twitching more and enjoying playing Twitch. So, yes. You can come to my Twitch channel if you want to hang out for some chill uh, puzzle games, uh, Guitar Hero stuff like that, and just say hi.
2: You, I, my buried treasure, is you speedrunning kalimba, right? Isn't that what it's called? That do you, is, that do, is you st- game, yes. do, do you still speedrun kalimba? Like uh, you still doing that kind of thing? I have taken a break from the
5: game because it uh, I was getting too angry.
2: <laughs>
5: oh no well, you just, you, With Kalimba it comes down to milliseconds There's literally a world record That I lost to 0.01. Uh,
3: .01 A world record?
5: Yeah one frame Fastest in the world off by .01 And it's just you start to I just needed a break Yeah.
4: So
3: oh, you did Little Nightmares I actually saw someone do uh, Do that game run that game just um Like I think two weeks ago They were playing that on their channel
5: yeah, I like Little Nightmares a lot.
2: Um, so one, if you're watching the uh, video part of this, uh, the characters behind uh, Drew are from Kalimba, uh, the ones on the wall. So,
5: Yes, those are from the developers themselves. They're one, one of a uh, hundred or something like that. Oh,
2: nice. Nice little collectible.
5: Yeah, they're 40 of... I almost wanted to turn him back and tell him give me the next one.
2: <laughs> do forty one. Yeah,
5: yeah. I wanted yeah. forty one. I understand. Them, but it just didn't work.
2: I get it. I totally get it.
5: We lost Andrew. Where did he go?
2: I don't know. I don't know. He'll he'll be back. Uh, if not we can uh, we can finish without him.
5: I got it. Just go. I got <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> uh Danae, do you want to hit your Twitch? Uh, yeah, since we're talking yeah. about Twitches. You're, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are watching us on your Twitch right now because we are yeah, broadcasting yeah. to your uh, twitch channel
3: yes and thank you for for doing that i've had probably about 13 people uh consistently since we started so thank you guys so much uh slab and jody and uh aplink applicant applicant moco made um slab and oh my gosh so many people uh i'm going to miss a lot of you guys but thank you uh new users in there i'm i'm sure it been a lot of fun you can find me on twitch on Instagram, and on Twitter, all at Denae Says. That's D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. I will continue to go um, on Twitch on Monday mornings with the Morning DNA, and then I'll be popping in and out um, for other projects, including a new Dungeons & Dragons podcast slash show that's going to be starting soon. It has its own Twitch platform, but you can just follow my Denae Says stuff for all that information so that we don't have to think about too much
2: and while you're following people you can uh follow uh me at aaron dicer on twitch at aaron dicer uh the Sif pop show uh it uh broadcasts there as well as any other podcasts that uh i'm doing uh there at twitch and that's at aaron dicer so and andrew do you have a twitch nah. oh, uh, no I, I thought you we were gonna I'd go like four to, for four
1: i i do have one thing to plug though do it man and that's that's the hole in my backyard that my dog just dug uh <laughs> to get so i need to plug that hole like
2: it's <laughs> oh, awful oh no. oh no
3: is that what just yeah. happened
1: yeah so some, well somebody brought him back is what it was so
2: that's what that was oh well there you go there you go there's your plug for the week well we did it guys we did a podcast congratulations to us and all involved for the accomplishment of this task that many many i heard many people say we could never do and yet we accomplished it so well done Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Sip Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Uh, huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out with us again today.
1: Thank you, buddy.
2: Huge thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Boop, boop. Thanks to Drew for all the amazing graphics on the show and for being on the show today Yay! when he was promised you could, and then and then, then it's his brother, clap. It's big clap. clap,
5: and I always, I always have a little bit of sadness. I'm like, oh, bro. <laughs> 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 I
2: was
5: accepting it this week, and then now oh. you do do it.
2: Well, there you go. See, that's what happens oh. when you're on the show.
1: Well, you know what? Starting from now on, you get big clap. You all get right, big I clap. like it. I like. Yeah. It. And of course. Cool- thought- and oh, of course, like clap.
2: and of course, thanks to the one and only host emeritus of Sif Pop, Danae Hughes, for hanging out with Woo! us today. Thanks
3: appreciate for having me back. It's always nice here. to come back to Sif Pop. Anytime. Especially when anytime. I want to. talk about what I'm
2: watching. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, also, much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at 3 bucks a month, and you get access to all the bonus episodes, as well as some other fun stuff. You can find out more about that at patreon.com slash Sif Pop. Lots of ways to connect with us. Feel free to comment, rate, or leave a review uh, wherever you listen to the podcast. Or you can email us, feedback at Sif sifpop.com and finally if you're having a good time your movie loving friends will probably like the show too so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than letting go of deep emotional trauma we will be back next week with more um hi you know what I'm not going to tell you who's going to be on because I'm not 100 uh, percent have it locked in yet but I will tell you probably going to be talking about coming to America the new uh, coming to America sequel as well as something else and uh, we will see you then
4: bye, bye.